Hi everybody, today we had a fantastic conversation with Abigail Altier about prospecting, team building, and living life in downtown Sarasota. Hope you enjoy this conversation. Everybody, today we're with Abigail Altier, who recently joined us at Preferred Shore. So Abigail, welcome to the Preferred Shore Real Estate Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, good. Well, you're an agent here, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope during the course of this conversation, just to get to know you a little bit better and you know help customers identify um, ways that they can connect with you and what some of your specialties are. And, um, you know, we don't know each other very well. You've only been here a few months. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, you know, a lot of these questions, I genuinely am curious to know. So (laughs) so we'll get to know each other better. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we can just start. I know you're a native Floridian. So tell us about your background growing up here. Born and raised. So I'm one of the weirdos. I, I traveled a lot with my father, Mm -hmm. Um, in his business and so we went up and down the eastern seaboard for farming and I that's when I learned my blood is thinner than water I will never live north of the Mason-Dixon line Mm -hmm. and the state income tax is beautiful here so (laughs) there's a lot of benefits (laughs) to being a Floridian Um, yeah and and honestly that's such an eclectic group especially in the last 10 years we've had so many people relocate not only Mm -hmm. from the northeast but also from the midwest that it's you got to go north to get south in Florida is kind of the joke we always make. So when you go north of Ocala, you're really in the south. Um, Whereas Sarasota is a much more eclectic area. It's lots of arts and culture. So it's kind of hard to leave. It's been a beautiful place to grow up. Yeah. What what sort of farming was your father in? Just out of curiosity. My father's an agricultural biologist. So the easiest way to describe that is he's basically like a farm doctor. Ah, We fight bugs with bugs, integrated pest management. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that he cultivated with University of Florida back in the 80s. Wow. So um, tomatoes, potatoes, onions, strawberries, watermelon, basically anything except for citrus. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of citrus back yeah. in the greening days. So. Right, right. He wasn't involved in lug bugs, love bugs by chance. No, but, no. That's a total <laughs> that's, myth, by yeah. the way. We didn't invent them. <laughs> yeah, that would make for a fascinating story, but right. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So born and raised here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, what's, uh, and then about how long have you been in the real estate business now? I guess if this is 2019, I'm mm-hmm. going into my fifth year. 2020 will be my fifth year at the end. Wow, so. that's fantastic. I know. Yeah. Time flies. So how did, what were you transitioning from into real estate? What, what sort of past career? Oh, gosh. So right out of college, I worked for a woman for maybe six, seven months. And that was a, an unfortunate business to work for. It was just chaotic and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I had already taught myself that's when social media was just becoming a thing Mm -hmm. so I'd already taught myself social media strategy and how to build websites I had a graphic design and marketing background Mm -hmm. so I just decided I'll go out on my own and fortunately I I met some fantastic retaining clients and built a business and ran with that for about four or five years. Okay. And then one of my clients actually convinced me, you know, what you do is sell homes for me. You don't realize it. So all you need to be able to do is lead generate and meet enough people that you could represent these homes on your own. Mm -hmm. I always saw realtors as used car salesmen. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of people kind of perceive the industry that way. I, I only took the appointment with her broker because I thought it would be an easy way for me to say no. I could present mm-hmm. my five to seven year plan. They would mm-hmm. laugh me out the front door and then I could move back on with my business. Right. Um, and then fortunately, the broker said, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. It'll take a lot of tweaking here and there and, and a lot of hard work, but very doable. And sure. so from there, um, 
took the one week course in my, in my truest <laughs> way in my, my personality, um, crammed and slowly worked to let go of my retaining clients. It was not a business where I could sell the book. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from starting that first business on having a real foundation so that yeah. should I grow and, and hire on employees that there would be a position where I could eventually leverage myself out of full production. Right. Um, and then got into real estate full time. Yeah. Absolutely love it. smart and very strategic. <laughs> yeah. You. you know, and it is funny that there is sometimes that perception, like kind of the used car salesman thing, but you mm-hmm. know, in any professional service, there are, you know, whether it's lawyer, doctor, there's good lawyers, there's bad lawyers, yes. there's good doctors, there's bad lawyers, there's good pastors, bad pastors, any category you can think of, you know, and then of course the same is true with real estate. Um, I, I think that um, the majority of the productivity in real estate is from the minority of agents, which is maybe where that, you know, can go tragically wrong a little bit. Yes. But um, but you're one of the one of the producers. You're one of the productive <laughs> ones. Yeah. So yeah. you've started building uh, your team, which um, when did you first form the team? Was that about two or three years ago? The about Altier a year group? ago. Okay. I, I started my now buyer's agent. I started her as a showing assistant. Okay. Um, so for two reasons. One, so I could dip the toe into the relationship and see how we actually work together. I have very high expectations. I am definitely a type A personality. Mm -hmm. Um, I expect a lot out of myself and a lot out of others. Mm -hmm. So um, she just hit the ball out of the park and she's fantastic with buyers to start. Wonderful. Um, So once I worked with her for about three, four months as a showing assistant, transitioned her into a full-time buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of my buyers tend to be Lakewood Ranch, or the downtown area. Okay. So it's pretty specific and niched out that way. Um, mm-hmm. Very easy to train. And she's been running with our team for probably going on about 18 months now. Right, right. Couldn't be happier. She's an invaluable part of my business because although we are very simpatico and high expectations, type A personality, highly communicative, she balances the, the edges that I don't necessarily have an eye for her. Mm-hmm. So, um, not necessarily a good cop, bad cop vibe, more along the lines of um, when she has certain specific questions or intangibles that she can't really wrap her head around, I'll come in with that language or how to navigate that situation. Um, and she's fantastic with hand holding. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in, in this, uh, yeah, that's a great skill to have. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Wish I had a little more of that. Um, so, um, so in, in your hiring process or selection, identifying the right person for that role, did, did you do any personality tests or did you just oh, get yes. kind of lucky or yeah. what was that like? I'm a total nerd. <clears throat> so um, at the time, the brokerage that I was with offered their own personality tests, which was, was fascinating to say the least. It's mm-hmm. eerily accurate. Um, obviously you have your Myers-Briggs and you have your DISC. Um, I really like the DISC profile because it allows me to discern really where their weaknesses and strengths are Mm -hmm. more so than, um, the Myers-Briggs is a little bit more of, of how they think and perceive more so. Right. So, um, she is a high I, so social butterfly, Mm -hmm. um, and a medium C. I'm a, very high D and a very high C. So I'm a kind of mm-hmm. weird combination that way. Um, and like I said, that goes back to the high expectations. For my own benefit and, and others that yes. aren't familiar with that, um, could you do so repeat? So driver, that? influencer, steady, and consistent. So you okay. think your drivers are your CEOs. They will just want to get things done, move quickly, mm-hmm. um, get to the point, black and white. Yeah. Uh, your high eyes are your, your salespeople, your social butterflies. Okay. They, they want to be able to spend time with people, get to know them, um, chat a lot. Mm-hmm. And then your S's, 
think more of your CPAs steady. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to uh, track things. They want to be able to have spreadsheets. And then your consistents are, they like to build out systems. They like efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, the S and the C is so hard for me to discern <laughs> outside of the fact that yeah. S's tend to be the CPAs yeah. <laughs> and the C's tend to be more engineers, if that okay. helps you kind of understand. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I've heard it's been kind of a recurring theme in a lot of uh, discussions that people building a team or any organization as they're trying to fill roles that it sounds like it was very beneficial for you to understand where this person was coming from to make sure that mm-hmm. they had the right skill sets or approaches to solving problems. So Yes. Well, yeah. and the ability to solve problems. That was mm-hmm. probably the, the biggest challenge, mm-hmm. especially being raised in an entrepreneurial family, you're expected to pick up the ball and run with it, move Mm -hmm. fast and break things, um, make as many mistakes as possible. Just don't make the same mistake twice. Right. And nowadays across all generations, you have people that either have an apprehension towards making mistakes in the first place, Mm -hmm. um, or there's no sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. And I have a sense of urgency that I have to remind myself is is unruly at times and and to so with my clients it's setting the expectation of what is your sense of urgency how quickly do you actually want this home to be sold how quickly do you actually want to find a home right sometimes people are thinking oh it's going to take you six months to sell my home right no not necessarily and and they need to be prepared for that or you've got somebody who wanted it sold yesterday and obviously that changes strategy and communication as well well you know it's funny that like you mentioned it's we should never assume what the customer's intentions are because oftentimes Mm -hmm. You know, if we were, we're in November now, um, there's a lot of people, if, even if they're listing this month, they may not really want to move until like June or July or, yes. whatever, you know, and sometimes we assume that they want it to happen lickety split. Right. That's not always necessarily the case. So yes. interesting. So um, one thing that I find interesting, and I'd love to know a little background about your thought process, is that there's a lot of agents that I've been friendly with for many years who should have began building their team years ago. And for whatever reason, they're just not comfortable to take that step. Mm-hmm. So what was that thought process like for you? Is that, is that a, a goal or an objective that you always knew that you wanted to do? Or did, did it feel scary or risky? Or did it just seem like a natural thing? I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to know more. It is always difficult, I think, for anybody who's, who's a successful leader, producer, business owner, to give up and relinquish any kind of control over, especially the pieces that they're most proud of or the mm-hmm. most precarious pieces that, that push their business forward. Absolutely, there was an apprehension, and the end goal is is always to be able to do more with less time. Mm-hmm. And so, as a business owner, I I can't add more than twenty four hours to my day. Correct. You know, we all have the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. If I want to be able to help more families and be able to produce at a higher level, I have to be able to leverage out. Mm-hmm. Um, Trust was huge, mm-hmm. absolutely. That took a very long time to find somebody that would not only meet my expectations, also meet my clients' expectations and exceed them. Right. Um, because, unfortunately, coming from an entrepreneurial family, there's it, there's no such thing as as hitting the expectation. You are you are to go a mile past it each time. Sure. Um, in that process through personality tests, through dipping your toe in the water with a showing assistant and figuring out how you work together. Um, it became easier and easier to give it up. And I know I've said this to you before, I am not a manager Mm -hmm. by any means. I'll lead you, I will support you. I'm certainly not gonna micromanage you and and I really don't wanna have to babysit you and handhold. Mm -hmm. So um, 
it was pretty easy watching certain agents come into the office and raising their hand to be a part of the team to immediately be able to say no, 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 yeah. based on just how I work right. um, in general. So, but overall, the the goal was to eventually be able to leverage out obviously my weaknesses first. Right, right. I'm certainly not the best at everything. I'm I'm probably the best at maybe 0.05% of things. Mm -hmm. And having that knowledge, I would like somebody who's in a better position to be able to do a better job for my clients. So mm -hmm. that was really the goal and the motivation. And it did take a little massaging and understanding before I can actually yeah, let yeah. everything go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, definitely there over time, I've learned that a lot of people that I've built around, you know, my organization mm -hmm. and team, they approach problems much differently than I do. And, you know, when I was earlier in my career, I kind of felt like I had to have my hand on everything. Yes. But then eventually I realized that, you know, even though people approach problems and solve them in a completely different way, sometimes it's it's much better than my own yes. method would have been. So that's always, always nice. So, uh, so again, to so, are there any unusual, I mean, standards that you have for your for your team or buyer's agent when you're staffing, or I mean, because I know just the common expected stuff of just yeah. you know being responsive and all that kind of stuff. Right. Is there anything unusual that you that comes to mind? That that's funny. Yeah. Because unusual tends to be a moniker that people use with me just in general. So, <laughs> what is unusual? I'd have to pinpoint it. Um, if nothing comes to mind, I was going to okay. say for me, it's it's yeah. but we're definitely over communicators. So not okay. only being responsive, I really don't want you to think that where where are they? It, it, we should be reaching out to you and communicating to you before right. you even have that thought. Mm -hmm. um, we're very creative with how we actually market homes. Mm -hmm. So not only with the background in marketing, but also just having grassroots in both Manatee and Sarasota County. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways that you can actually market a home. So for instance, we had one. That was towards middle Sarasota down off Clark Road. Okay. And it was right where Legacy Trail begins okay. now going to Venice, and they're mm -hmm. going to obviously extend it. Um, so for the open house, instead of just a regular open house, we had somebody come in and actually speak about how the Legacy Trail is going to be taken off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a different, you also get a different crowd. And mm -hmm. yes, you could very certainly have somebody who comes in that has no intention of buying that property. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that six degrees connection from them doesn't have an intention to buy the property. Okay. And mm -hmm. I think that's where sometimes an opportunity can be missed. People are looking for a buyer um, and they're looking for that first degree buyer instead of thinking about how you may know someone who knows someone who knows someone and connecting those dots together through right. an experience or through education more so than through sales. Right, that makes good sense. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about your creative marketing and things, but I have one more question about yeah. building a team because you know, I'm sure that there's gonna be some agents watching this who have maybe for years considered starting a team and just for whatever reason haven't you know, taken the leap. And um, one thing that I think may hold some people back is that it might feel awkward to give up buyers or customers or opportunities, especially you know, some realtors for a period of time feel uh, feel a bit of lack like they don't have mm -hmm. enough buyers or they don't have enough listings so when they get one they're hesitant to share it with it with a team member was that an awkward transition for you where it felt weird to give business away or how, how did you look at that fortunately i i've had like my father and other business coaches that have much more of a, an abundance mindset right. i think i think it really truly is you quieting the fears and and the weird ghosts in your mind mm -hmm. and doing simple math around if I have X number of listings, if I know I can get 20 listing appointments a month because I can sit on the phone and cold call for two mm -hmm. hours a day and 
I could gain back two additional hours by not working with buyers or by being able to leverage out listings that are further than 10 miles away from my, my physical office. Right. Then I could go from 20 appointments to 40 appointments just mm -hmm. in general. Right. And then from there, you're going to have from your statistics rolling down. Okay, so then we'll secure eight actual listings out of that instead of just four listings out of that. Mm -hmm. And then if your average is about six buyers or calls or, or leads that you get off of each home, if you've got eight listings versus four, yes, you will certainly see your business take a slight pause. Pause is probably not the right mm -hmm. word. Slow down. Sure. Because you have to slow down to speed up. It's that right. whole, you have to have a break, a breakdown to have a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think there's a little apprehension around that. So padding your business for that moment and preparing yourself and then remembering that our timeline is about 90 days in this business mm -hmm. so you you can't be upset with yourself when you don't see results right away mm -hmm. and you have to have faith in the process mm -hmm. um, yes it can be a little bit of a leap of faith and if you're a producer and you continue to show up at the levels that you have been showing up as soon as you get those extra hours back it's right. gonna it's gonna help your business tenfold yeah. yeah well that was extremely well said and that's kind of what <laughs> yeah. i was hoping for because you know I, I i do sometimes see some very talented people that you know are just ready to break through and make that next step but for whatever reason there's some sort of fear or doubt that's holding them back and it does feel a little bit awkward sometimes to give up business whenever at mm -hmm. certain times in your career may feel like, you know, it hasn't been easy to attract customers, but, mm -hmm. um, but I've, you know, I obviously share the same sentiments that you do in terms of abundance and scaling and doing yes. some simple math and using your time a little bit more wisely. Yeah. So. The easiest way to answer yeah. that would just be math. Yeah. Right. There, there's a formula we can sit down and do it and then just breathe through the next 90 days and, and be prepared for that human element to always cause a little bit of chaos. Right, it's good right. chaos, though. You, Absolutely, You grow yeah. in that chaos, and you wouldn't otherwise, so. Yeah. Let's um, kind of shift gears a little mm -hmm. bit and talk about how you approach PR, because you're very strategic with this. <laughs> You've even hired a, a PR coach mm -hmm. who you can name or not name. That's up to you. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> Veronica Miller. Yeah. She's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't often see agents as, as strategic and direct as you are in, uh, in handling your PR and mm -hmm. creating events. Like you mentioned, the open house, instead of having just a run of the mill open house to have, you know, a qualified speaker come in or, you know, so maybe share your vantage point on PR and, and if there's any strategic ways that you go about you know, mm -hmm. building this end of your business out. So, well, funny enough, that is what I majored in. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So when, and I don't know how that happened to be totally yeah. honest, every other college that I applied to, I applied for the, for the college of business mm -hmm. and, um, I ended up going to Florida state and during the orientation, they said, Oh, you, you're in the college of communication. Hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> so what are my options? Well, advertising, marketing, public relations, and then per my personality, they said public relations only accepts 20 students each year. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a challenge. I'll try it. Mm -hmm. So I, I elected that with the idea of I'll figure out what public relations is. And really, it was right up my alley. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to use the word controlling the message, but consistent message, staying in front of things, sure. um, being highly communicative in general, and really getting to the meat of what you want people to understand um, more so than jazz hands of mm -hmm. advertising and marketing. Not that mm -hmm. there's not a place for that. It is wonderful. Right. Um, so when I had my marketing business, there was, there's always been an element of public relations. And okay. I think just because people don't know what public relations is and they tend to lump it in with advertising and marketing, mm -hmm. um, 
they, they don't use it to their advantage mm -hmm. to the level that they actually could. Mm -hmm. um, so once I transitioned to real estate, I don't think it was necessarily an intention to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of how my brain always worked. Right. And that's how I would position different listings or even my buyers, to be honest. In, hmm. in 2016, when I was fully in real estate in the later half of the year, um, I had a lot of buyers that were in very competitive markets mm -hmm. and the market itself was very competitive. So as you know, between 200,000, 300,000 in Sarasota or Lakewood Ranch, if you've got a home on the market, three bedroom, two bathroom, and it's in great mm -hmm. condition, it's going to go in two days. Sure. And so I had a lot of buyers, some were friends and family who were looking on a very shortened time scale to get into a, a community mm -hmm. with that kind of uh, stats for their home. And so I started to actually market my buyers instead of hmm. uh, necessarily just looking for the listings that were on the market. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was able to pull listings that way. Absolutely. Sure. And I was able to a lot of times facilitate off market transactions and, and be able to actually negotiate the contract much in my buyer's advantage right, um, right. because they didn't have the competition of, of being on the market. Yeah. So I don't, now it definitely is a strategic part of my business. And thanks to Veronica Miller, who yeah. is a local PR rep here, she's done wonders with writing press releases and giving me different angles and ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but from client appreciation events to the open houses, to marketing buyers, it's all just finding a different angle, kind of, yeah. uh, kind of like journalism in a way. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and out of, are there any events that come to mind that you've staged or structured for, you know, the purposes of having good PR exposure? Is there any, you know, the biggest thing, um, I'm hugely philanthropic. Okay. And I always said when I was first out of college, I, I don't even know how many charities I was a part of. I didn't have money to give. Mm -hmm. time and effort mm -hmm. and and tons of energy yeah. so equally I, valuable yes mm -hmm. and and that's how I started to get really integrated into the Sarasota community being born and raised in East Bradenton started to learn this area through charities and kind of build out my database a little mm -hmm. bit more that way now fortunately it's it's I can donate time or I can donate money mm -hmm. um, so it comes from an intrinsic place and being able to give back to the community in some way has mm -hmm. always been, I wouldn't say a unique angle. Right, I'm definitely sure. not unique in that mm -hmm. way. Um, but it's really near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And any time that you have somebody who's uber passionate about anything, it, it could be that they're passionate about crayons for... <laughs> Anything. Uh, it'll, the whole <laughs> conversation is different and their yeah. actions are different. And so for me, it's always coming back to that and remembering... Yeah. Not only am I passionate about finding people's homes and allowing for their dreams to come true, as people say, and we're, mm -hmm. we're helping them move into a new chapter of their life. And sometimes sometimes that's a really exciting chapter. Sometimes it's a really sad chapter. Yeah. I work with people who are divorcing or people mm -hmm. who have a family member who passed. Right. Um, but the end goal is always getting them to a new and better space in the sure. end. Mm -hmm. And with charity, so when, when we have a closing, we allow our clients to pick from a list of charities that we absolutely oh, love. Good. How would you like to donate? Mm -hmm. And then we also tell them where where that money ends up going. Mm -hmm. So I know you were with me when we went over to the Child Protective Center. Correct. And um, one of the things that, that they do is those little scented bears. Mm -hmm. And um, we can't buy them ourselves to donate them because they're specialized bears, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, however, you can donate a certain amount of money. So if you're donating $100, they can buy about five or six bears with that. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we, we put those numbers down and actually equate it to, okay, if you're donating X amount of money from your sale, 
mm-hmm. we're donating it on the behalf of the clients, um, then this is the true action that comes out of that. Right, right. So that's mm-hmm. been definitely a common theme through all of my businesses yeah. is always giving yeah. back to the community. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And um, I, I am asked by other agents sometimes that, that they're, they're maybe if they're getting new or just or getting new into the business or mm-hmm. they're just getting some momentum built, that they're wondering how to engage or meet people or clubs to join or charities to get involved in. And um, clearly this is your philosophy as well. But I just tell people just to be authentic with things that you're genuinely mm-hmm. interested and enthusiastic about. Because, you know, if you if you get involved in something that you don't really feel passionate for, that will be very evident and it mm-hmm. won't <laughs> it just and probably burnout will, is real yeah, so. <laughs> yeah and it will be exhausting it won't be mm-hmm. fun and um so yeah and that was an eye-opening experience um by the way at the child protective center uh, Hugely, next door yeah. here yeah it's really unfortunate um the situations these children find themselves in but um really unbelievably good work that this center is doing so that was that was very eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A great tour, and yeah. yeah, it's a lot to take in at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so back to your business here, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't want this to turn into a preferred shore commercial by any means. But you <laughs> recently switched to our firm, <laughs> yes. which we're really grateful for and happy yeah. about. We're so pleased to be working with you now. And I'm just curious, what if there were, you know, what are a few standout things that attracted you to our company? Absolutely. Well, one, and I don't say this at all because you're sitting here. (laughs) I always tell people this because when I switch brokerages, a lot of my clients were curious as to why. And, um, and, and a lot of my now new clients always ask friends and family as well. And Mm -hmm. the reputation of the broker, I'm huge, huge, huge into good business, good reputation, authenticity, honesty, trustworthy. So I, had had an idea of switching brokerages for some time. Okay. I've always gotten an end game. I've always got a plan that's that's five to seven years out. <laughs> Yay, nerd life. <laughs> um, so I knew that would happen. And while I was doing business from from when I was a, a new know-nothing agent to where I am now, I was always having conversations with people about, oh, how do you like it at that at that brokerage. Oh, how mm-hmm. do you like that that particular office? How do you like that brand? What do they do for your team? Mm-hmm. What value do you get from them? Anytime your name came up in conversation, God's honest truth, no one ever has anything bad to say about you. Well, I like this conversation. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And um, and normally you get one or two. Sure, Inevitably, yeah. people are human. So right. someone's going to have something to say. And it might be an eye roller where, oh, okay, so they offended your ego and now you're saying this about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one ever said anything. And, and there were also a couple of lister companies where I had brought buyers to your listings and you were there to show us through the home. Mm-hmm. And just the way that you interacted with both myself and my clients, hugely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, authentic and, um, not pushy, Mm -hmm. educational. And it was a very relaxed atmosphere. And I've certainly had times where I've shown up to Lister companies Mm -hmm. and really it's like this peacock game and you're like, Mm -hmm. Whoa, calm down. (laughs) All right. They're mine. (laughs) They love me. It's going to be fine. We're, we're, we're going to help your seller by getting this sold and, Mm -hmm. and for you to, to come across as, you know, anything other than wanting to get the the listing sold for your client is just Mm -hmm. bad business practice. Thanks for saying that. It's true. Yeah. And so was there anything about the company that comes to mind? So now that I'm done with that, so the brand itself, 
I'm definitely um, coming from public relations, graphic design. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for the aesthetic of the brand and the look and the feel of the company overall. Mm -hmm. um, there are tons of brokerages that I just don't think measure up to the level that my clients are looking for when it comes mm -hmm. to marketing and aesthetics um, and service. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's always going to be difficult to, to get a lot of value out of, out of, I think, a brokerage or out of a business because everybody's running their, their own game and, and running pretty quickly in this town. Right. Um, when you have somebody who truly cares, sits down, has conversations, makes themselves available almost any hour of the day, mm -hmm. um, that speaks volumes as well. Mm -hmm. And then for people to know the name, I have no intention of growing my business outside of Manatee or Sarasota County, to sure. be quite honest. Mm -hmm. I know what I know. I love this area. I will always be in this area. I live downtown, so it's really quite the dream to be able to walk mm -hmm. to the brokerage, although that wasn't necessarily the deciding domino. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was, it was a combination of, of all those three. Outstanding reputation of the broker and therefore the brokerage a wonderful brand that meshes with my brand and then the value that you actually provide our clients and mm -hmm. our business by, by being here. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, um, <laughs> if you do ever venture North a little bit, we're in downtown St. Pete as yes. well. So. Yes. You guys do wonderful. See, I'm just so intimidated by, um, okay, so I'm born and raised in Manatee County and I know that like the back of my hand mm -hmm. and I've been here for almost, well, I've been downtown for almost 10 years, which is crazy to say. Um, and I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah. It blows my mind when people are able to know as many markets as they know. I am definitely a sniper more than a shotgun. Okay. I would like to be able to, being a nerd, I have to know everything, mm -hmm. you know, to the nth degree before I feel like I can really speak volumes and, and confidently. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely one where if somebody asks a question and I don't have the answer, mm -hmm. oh, let me get back to you because I don't want to misquote myself. I, right, I, right. Oh, my skin crawls if you <laughs> ask me something and I don't know. So so where 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 is your sniper focus directed these days? So it's downtown. Downtown and Lakewood Ranch. Lakewood Ranch. Those um, are my two biggest really. Um, do you feel like you, like you serve the barrier islands pretty well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and in my mind, I kind of lump Siesta Key and Longboat Key. I know Siesta Key is not in the downtown zip code. However, I do have a lot of clients that when, when they're choosing Sarasota, the mm -hmm. heart of Sarasota, um, because it's not often that you have people that are considering downtown and they're considering downtown Venice. Mm -hmm. um, if they've chosen this area, they'll they'll venture to a degree outside of it, but not greatly so. Right, um, right. And then the migratory patterns, if you will, of Sarasota <laughs> County residents, mm -hmm. um, pretty predictable. So you have your longboat key refugees, as I call them. Mm -hmm. So when they get tired of being on longboat and living mm -hmm. the island life, they, they have particular neighborhoods that they move to in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. um, Lakewood Ranch is a very transient community. We have tons of people that come down here for work. Um, we do have a decent amount of snowbirds out in Lakewood Ranch, mm -hmm. um, which is strange to me being raised out there. But uh, it's it's really understanding what people are looking for in a particular neighborhood mm -hmm. and being able to hit that nail on the head. Right. Because right. I would feel like an absolute failure if somebody came and said, Oh, I, I did not expect it to be this way. And the mm -hmm. way that I describe my lifestyle is not how you ended up matching me to a community. Right, right. That would be 
Yeah. And that's, Nightmare. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you're a great realtor. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, and, and speaking of which, so last, I, I guess, like roughly the past 12 months or so, you and your buyer's agent mm-hmm. have closed a, right about five and a half million dollars, which is a very respectable number. Congratulations. <laughs> what, what What is the future looking like? Is there any any plans or goals or? Yes. Yeah. What are, what are some things you're excited about? Well, I'm sharing with you. I don't think I've ever broken the six million production mark. Okay. Um, and I fully intend to be able to do that now that I'm with this and, brokerage. And so it shall be. Yes. This, it's, yeah. it's official <laughs> as it's declared right now. <laughs> so um, now as far as what what do we intend to do from there? Like I said, it's always going to be Manatee and Sarasota County mm-hmm. because I really, I, I like being able to know what I know sure. and, and help people really integrate into their community as well. Right. So that's actually a, mm-hmm. a conversation I had with a client of mine out in Lakewood Ranch. They moved from Atlanta, Georgia. And she, um, she now lives in Mallory Park, and they absolutely love Wonderful. it. Wonderful. One kid, and he goes um, to a Christian school in Bradenton. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, th- the biggest fear for me was moving into this area and not having friends, especially because she works from home. And mm-hmm. so, you know how that can be. Sure. We, a lot of times we work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, it can become a little cumbersome at times you have to force yourself to kind of go out and socialize in different settings because I can get everything done if I wanted to right from my living room yeah um and she's very much the same way and and she had commented several times when we went and grabbed lunch the other day on the ability to actually integrate into the community because of the the process of the sale and the process of how we work with our clients Mm -hmm. so it's not just you're coming in we're putting you under contract and we Mm -hmm. meet you at the closing table and thanks so much Mm -hmm. um we have client parties afterwards i do my best to i won't say be a matchmaker um i just really like connecting people yeah. So coming from a small business, I, I love being able to say, oh, I know a local business that can do that for you. Um, I know a great family owned business that can show up for you Absolutely, and yeah. connecting people that way. And I think it's just intrinsically come through my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something I, I had never really thought of until mm-hmm. she put it into words for me. Yeah, that's really great that, you know, you maintain contact with these people and help them integrate. And, mm-hmm. you know, people really do feel like it's a gift if they're seeking, you know, good dry cleaner or you know, restaurant for yeah. their anniversary or whatever that, you know, people love those kinds of recommendations. Oh, yeah. Restaurants call yeah. me anytime. <laughs> that is my. <laughs> nice. So, um, I think, um, one thing I'd love to talk a little bit more about you, you recently had a, a client appreciation party. Yes. Tell us about that. Where, where was that? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. We had it at Naughty Monk Brewery in awesome. Lakewood Ranch, okay. which was a really fun location. Okay. Um, they normally bring in food trucks, and they did allow us to cater our own food um, because the food truck was one that was going to be 50-50 on people liking it. It was kind mm-hmm. of a, a very different flavor profile. Okay. Um, what, kind, what kind of food? Asian fusion. Okay. And you know how that is. I love yeah. it. Sometimes yeah. people just, and I mm-hmm. didn't want people to be right. there on an empty stomach and then have too many beers and, you know. Right. That is. <laughs> so, um, but it's a wide open brewery. You can bring your dogs. Mm-hmm. So I'm Wonderful. sold right there. Yeah, of yes. course. And, um, and it's I typically move my events around because, Mm -hmm. like I said, Manatee and Sarasota. I mean, I have people that are as far south as Northport and as far north as Parrish. Mm -hmm. So I do my best so that we can kind of be in each county and in different locations and different vibes. Right, right. On different days because we had this one on a Thursday evening. Not everybody with young children can show up and not everybody feels comfortable bringing their kids to a brewery as well. So um, it went off with a bang. Wonderful. We had, um, it was really a lot, a lot of fun. Probably <laughs> one of my more favorite events. And I couldn't say enough nice things about the staff and the owners of Naughty Monk. They well, made it 
so easy. No, well, so, that is great to hear yes. and know. <laughs> yes, yeah. So how, how frequently do you um, plan customer appreciation parties? So it had been about two times a year. Now I want to do it once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Now I've kind of gotten to a science, mm-hmm. um, and I feel a little bit more confident being able to do it at a higher level. Right. And like I said, um, so client appreciation, I invite everyone. That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's going to fit that particular venue or they're mm-hmm. going to fit that day or time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do my best to change it up enough so that hopefully we have you showing up twice a year. That would be really nice. Right. Otherwise right. I invite them to lunch or to dinner or take them out to coffee yeah. or something. Um, yeah. I'm definitely one of those weirdos. that's like, just call me and we'll go walk the bridge. You know, yeah. we can go to Benderson park and go walk around and watch the rowers. Um, mm-hmm. I just like being able to reconnect with people. And right. unfortunately, like we said, we've only got 24 hours in the day. So a client appreciation event is a great time where people can connect with one another right, right. and really get to know a little bit more about their community. Mm-hmm. Um, my next cherry on top of that Sunday would be also involving some kind of charity. And I haven't quite figured out how to do that because okay. um, I don't want it to be a big ask. I just want people to be able to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it could be as simple like we were talking with CPC, bring a ring ream of paper Mm-hmm. And then we can donate that to the CPC. Sure. That's a small ask. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, and the the main goal is for everybody to relax and have fun. Mm-hmm. And then obviously make great connections if mm-hmm. they've only been in town for a little while and then being able to reconnect with my clients. Right, right. Well, that's very smart. I mean, um, what a lot of newer realtors fail to recognize is that, you know, they want to go around to open houses and see a bunch of pretty homes. And this is not really a house business, although obviously that's a large component of what yeah. we do is the house, but this is a people business ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just have to really cultivate relationships. And again, you know, like we've used the word authentic a lot, but but do so in an authentic way where you're really trying to help people and are legitimately concerned and care about them versus, you know, trying to be mercenary and opportunistic. (laughs) And oddly enough, and I I think I've said this to you before, I built my business just off cold calling. Mm -hmm. So even being born and raised here, um, and I was thinking about this the other day because somebody asked me why. Mm-hmm. And I, well, probably because rejection from a stranger is no issue. Mm-hmm. And rejection from your friends and family or your, your close sphere mm-hmm. is a much harder hit. Right. Um, so I would definitely say that the first mistake that I made as a realtor was ignoring, all, <laughs> not ignoring them. If they came to me, I'd help them. Right, um, right. I certainly did not seek out their business, though. Yeah. And I did not remind them that I'm in business. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned from my husband, mm-hmm. who will talk to you ad nauseum <laughs> about what he does the legislation that he's changing, how we're, how we're helping different insurance brokers. He goes on and on and on. And to the point where, I mean, I'm literal when I'm saying ad nauseum, I I have to just get up and walk away sometimes. I love it, but he's so passionate about it. He'll just go on for hours. And I hear the same thing (laughs) over and over and over again. So after seeing him do that for the last two years, I'm like, I really don't do that for myself in real estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I rely on cold skill. calling. Yeah. And you have to. Yeah, People I'm not so great it. at that myself, to be yeah. honest. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, it's definitely, I think, a personality thing mm-hmm. and a muscle that I have to build. Mm-hmm. And then there you go again. So you have these, you said, people that are worried about growing a business and leveraging mm-hmm. out, and they have a fear that they're going to lose some of their business. Um I certainly have a fear of rejection from those that are, that I love and respect Mm -hmm. and heaven forbid I went to them and they shot me down for whatever reason or Mm -hmm. decided that I I was not the person to represent them. I would, I I don't take things personally and I would definitely take that personally. So that's something I have to get over and, and realize that it's not, as you know, scary as I think it is. It's funny because, and that may be one reason why you were so uncommonly successful early in your career is that most people are comfortable to go to their warm market and then they're very uncomfortable to pick up the phone and to prospect. 
So um, I've always said that, you know, when you're working with friends and family, it's really just a hobby mm -hmm. until you, I mean, it's, it really doesn't become a business until you figure out a strategic plan for prospecting and working with customers who, who you don't know, you know, that's, yes. that's when it becomes for real yes. <laughs> and you start playing for keeps. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, and you, you just, it's such a wider variety too. Yeah. You do, you do find certainly in the older that we get, the, the more close knit my circle is. And, and I certainly have a variety of friends. However, strangers mix up the deck every day. Mm -hmm. I, there are times mm -hmm. where I think I've got somebody so stout and they mm -hmm. definitely teach me that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And, and it's stepping back and re remembering expectations and constantly communicating and mm -hmm. learning new, new people and new situations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would highly recommend cold calling to anybody. Yeah. Do, you, do you you presently still yes. prospect over the yes. phone? Yes. And mm -hmm. that and whenever at my last brokerage, they would have me work a lot with teaching mm -hmm. new agents. I'm not even kidding. Some of them would sit there and stare at the phone for 30 oh, right. some odd minutes. Yeah, there's a, a, a real hesitation there for some reason. You know, it's just a psychological roadblock. Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely is. And and I think it goes back to what you're saying. Be authentic. You're mm -hmm. you're not going to be a yellow book. Sure. advertisement salesman when, when you're right, talking right. to them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've certainly had times where I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm like, you're not my client. I don't want to do business with you. Right, Thank right. you so much for this conversation. I don't say that to them, obviously. It's right. in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, making it a little bit more human and remembering sure. the only way to be able to do it is is mm -hmm. taking the first step. Yeah. And the yeah. good news is they'll never remember you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, <laughs> never remember I mean, uh, as, as broker, I don't prospect for listings now, of course, right. but you know, in the past I, I did. And you know, there, it's just funny sometimes whenever, you know, you get somebody on the phone and they just say, you know, are, are you calling me to get a listing or do you have a buyer for my house? I mean, it's got to be able to say like, well, I, I don't know if I have a buyer for your, I mean, I have buyers. I don't know right. if they're going to like your house. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I don't right. know what the situation is, yes. but could I come by and check it out and see if I can help? I mean, it does. <laughs> blow my mind just just from the the four years that I've been actively calling how much of a difference there has been in our local market from mm -hmm. 2016 cold calling most of the time it was I, I won't say it was a cakewalk but mm -hmm. most of the conversations went fairly easily hmm. now you do have these people that answer the phone they're like what do you want you know right right yeah I can handle those people as well though it's yeah. and, and that's something that as as a consultant or as a salesperson or as an agent, however you'd like to moniker yourself, you have to be prepared for those conversations anyway. Yeah. Because whether it's it's a potential client throwing you that objection mm -hmm. or it's a potential buyer throwing you that objection or another agent, you mm -hmm. have to be able to remain Mm -hmm. calm, cool, and collected, give yeah, them a respectful yeah. answer and, and then choose to move forward or move on. Right. And right. there's no right or wrong necessarily mm -hmm. with that. And I think mm -hmm. that's also where you start to learn Ah, you're not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't need to do business with this person. Yeah, I, that, it's definitely smart to, you know, pick the relationships because some people will will obviously drain you and then, you know, really slow down your business. It's hard to process. It, it's well, first of all, it's critical to prospect and maintain a balance of prospecting mm -hmm. on a daily basis. But if you've unfortunately created some relationships with customers that are draining on your energy, they're negative, then it's hard to be enthusiastic about prospecting when you can barely handle the relationships that you're yes. presently managing. So, yes. you know, I, I think it's smart to avoid those people and only work with people that you feel like you're being harmonious with. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so yeah. So um, are you mostly focused on expireds or for sale by owner or what's your prospecting I love targets? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'll, I'll call the for sale by owners. Absolutely. They definitely take your, your traditional seven touches before they really start to trust you and want to have that conversation is mm-hmm. what I've found. Um, expireds, it's, I won't say it's more of a black and white conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just that I can come in and have a little bit more of a realistic conversation yeah. of, okay, well, let's look at how you were marketed. Let's look at how you were actually priced. Let's look at how mm-hmm. they had represented your property mm-hmm. as far as photos, videos, even the description. Um, it blows my mind sometimes that people hire some of these agents that do their home no justice, right. be it through the imagery or through the description or errors throughout the MLS. I just, mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. However, those people exist. And so um, I like being facts-based. I'm certainly mm-hmm. not an emotional-based person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to be able to come in and say, look, boom, boom, and boom. And then here's the plan that I would have for you. Right. And if it works, great, let's do work together. And if it doesn't, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're intending to stay off the market, because we do mm-hmm. have a lot of private listings mm-hmm. where people don't necessarily want to be marketed in the MLS. So right. similar to you saying, okay, um, they want to be listed in November, but they don't intend to sell until June. Right, right. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, doable. Um, however, you do get a stigma sometimes nowadays if you're on the market for more than 120 days and certain mm-hmm. price points. Yeah. Um, and so we have that conversation with them, or we have the conversation of, you know, really the demographic that's going to be buying your home is not here right now. They're mm-hmm. all in North Carolina, New York, and Ohio. So mm-hmm. um, they might come down but they might not. They might just say, oh, that house may be there later and Mm -hmm. watch it on Zillow for the next six months. So whether it's somebody who chooses not to go onto the market at that time and and still not have a relationship with us, we Mm -hmm. might have a conversation about, well, I'll keep you in mind. And Mm -hmm. if I do have a buyer, I'll certainly bring them to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in other times it's, you really should hold off for one reason or another on marketing right now. Mm -hmm. And whether they're replacing the roof sometimes, or if it is an actual demographic, we're going to hold you. We'll do a private listing. And if we find a buyer in the meantime, we'll bring them to your doorstep. Sure, of course. But yeah. um, that's another thing that I think is probably a little sometimes just out of the box, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I'd like to we'll switch gears again yes. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would be um, interesting to talk a little bit about the fact that you live in downtown Sarasota. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> How long have you lived hours. downtown? Oh, God, what year are we going into? 2020. So mm-hmm. this will be my sixth year living down here. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you came Seven. in the office one day zipping around on a little electric scooter yes. or something cool yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, that, it must be <laughs> awesome. Just, I mean, so what, what are some of your, I mean, what do you love about downtown? Oh what are some gosh. of your favorite things to do here? Honestly, the people. Mm-hmm. Because Sarasota is not a large city. Mm-hmm. We're just big enough. And that's where, I, you know, I have people all the time tell me, oh, you should move to St. Pete and it's so young and you'll love it and it's so much energy. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's, it's a, a little, big city. it's a little intimidating, mm-hmm. not necessarily the size of the city in some ways, um, but God knows the traffic. Oh, I can't, mm-hmm. there's no way. Um, between the food, the arts, the music, mm-hmm. we have a decent amount of live music downtown now. Um, and then the people. Oh yeah. my gosh, I meet so many interesting and fabulous people. And, yeah. and whether I, I met this guy, he lives in my building, actually. Brilliant man. Um, I thought he was kidding because I was. I said, "Oh, nice shoes. Do you like those running shoes?" Oh yeah, I'm real careful about what shoes I buy now because when my head fell off in a car accident. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then starts this whole conversation, and and um, he was a professor at University Penn. He um, both of his kids went to Wharton Business, and and just the conversations that you nice. have that you I wouldn't necessarily have right. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then really, really, truly, I, I love history. Mm -hmm. being a nerd unfortunately florida history doesn't really start at a high level until like the 1950s um but you're starting to see a lot of these places revive or they're giving little little uh nods to you know Mm -hmm. the 1920s as far Mm -hmm. as mid-century modern or as far as Mm -hmm. actual architecture Mm -hmm. um and that's been really fascinating to watch the city really grow up right because believe it or not i i remember my dad well i was I won't tell you when I was born, but I remember my dad <laughs> telling me that in the 80s, uh, coming downtown, it's pretty there's sleepy. nothing to write home about. Yeah, very sleepy. Yeah, yeah. and you really didn't want to go too much further um, towards the water than, mm-hmm. than south or than five points. And, um, and so there's a lot that has changed and a lot that stayed the same. And I mm-hmm. think it's really, it is bittersweet at times watching certain parts of the city grow up. Yeah. Um, whether you're pro high density or, or against it, or you, mm-hmm. you want to see a neighborhood go a certain direction or, or go another direction. Right, right. Um, the growth is fascinating in and of itself. And I'll just always say we're such an, we're such an interesting city for who we actually attract. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It's very, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I could pinpoint it. I'm sure I could articulate it if you gave me time mm-hmm. yet. I have met some of the most truly inspirational and, and fascinating people mm-hmm. in downtown Sarasota above and beyond New York city, Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, Atlanta, LA, any place that we've traveled for my husband's business. And you have great conversations with people and, and mm-hmm. even the food. Yeah, I completely we agree. Knock it out of the park. So <laughs> yeah. I could go on for hours about the food. So yeah, so we're we're absolutely blessed to live in downtown. Yeah, it's I, I agree. Hard yeah. to say one specific thing that I love about it. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to recollect. I believe my family moved here in 1994. Okay. So you know, I, I don't have the vantage point from the 80s, but I mean, clearly the downtown was not. You know, it didn't feel like anything urban mm-hmm. or you know like super special to come down. Right. It's really gone through a massive metamorphosis recently, I'd say over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. Yes. So, um, and, and I think what makes it kind of special too, is that we have an unusually high concentration of what I would say, um, accomplished people, not mm-hmm. necessarily affluent, although that oftentimes dovetails with accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think that, um, like you, I'm just fascinated to talk with people and have spontaneous encounters that have really done something noteworthy with their life and, and, you know, have achieved great things. Yeah. And, you know, if, you, if you're just hanging out at any random, you know, bar or whatever yeah. in, in downtown Sarasota, there's a high probability that you're sitting next to a rather accomplished person. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, or even some of the shop of owners, we, mm-hmm. we live on, on Palm Avenue, mm-hmm. which I love because it, you're downtown and yet it's still very, um, south of main street, very residential and quiet quote unquote area. Mm-hmm. So I have no issue. Well, I have no issue walking my dog by myself anywhere downtown, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, and I know for certain I, I can I can go out with my music on and have no problem mm-hmm. walking around, mm-hmm. especially Burns Court area. Yeah. But we popped into June Simmons Jewelry, I believe, on Palm okay. Avenue. Um, oh, and, and it's it's she is so she is one of those naturally artistic and creative people. Oh, to be talented that yeah. way. I'm not super familiar with her work. I'll okay. check that out. Yeah. She is. Um, under the Dolphin building where the black and white checkered floor is in, mm-hmm. in front of the, the shop. Um, she's a jewelry designer and her whole design inside of her studio is just very eclectic. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. And um, 
slightly intimidating mm -hmm. because I'm certainly not going to be dropping $50,000 on a ring tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but th they sit there and have conversations and chat with you and educate you just, just like you're any mm -hmm. other client. And, mm -hmm. and I would find that not in every city are you going to have people that are that welcoming, sure. spending that amount of time, sure. um, really educating you on things mm -hmm. and, oh, no, no, try this on and do that. And yeah. I'll tell you the history behind this. Um, mm -hmm. And she actually made fun of us. She said, you've lived down here for six years and this is the first time you've come in here. And, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm a workaholic. So I'd, normally I'm just perusing via window shopping either early in the morning or late at night. Yeah. Um, couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been more friendly. And and like we said, just really eclectic people. We met yeah, this. Yeah. Um, he's actually related to Chaplin, but I can't remember the who's, who's the first name of Chaplin. The actor. Uh, Charlie. Thank you. Okay. I should know that. <laughs> um, so Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin, he is an ancestor of him. Wicked hmm. smart. Wow. Oh, talks. You think I talk fast? This guy talks <laughs> a mile a minute. And he is um, into antiques and then history in general. Okay. And he was over at the um, the owner, Andrew Ford, Sarasota Antiques, right, right okay. up here in Burns Court. Mm -hmm. um, we met him in there. And he just talked our ear off about the most random piece. And it was just, it, for a nerd, eating it up. You, you, yeah. just, you, you don't get any more exciting than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just that the people that you meet and the experiences that you can have mm -hmm. in such a small city, mm -hmm. um, it's really, truly wonderful because I do feel like you'd have to go even outside of the country in some cases to be able to experience what we can experience in our own backyard. Okay. Wow. Very interesting. So um, we can start to wind up a little bit here. I um, always want to make sure that I ask if, if, was there anything that you were hoping to share with our audience that, you know, and if not, that's okay. Mm. Just want to, you know, I didn't know if there's anything that was especially important for you to get out there. Honestly, <laughs> the biggest thing was just cold calling for yeah. other agents because I just, I've found across the board, across, across experiences and number of years of experience and, and brokerages that people just, they're too intimidated by that mm -hmm. or they think that it's inauthentic and mm -hmm. that's not the case. And there's, right. there's so much that you can learn as a salesperson right, right. from that process. Yeah. I mean, I'll add to that because mm -hmm. there are times, you know, when I was prospecting earlier in my career and things that if you're just a person and you're, and you're coming from a place of servitude, that um, people, you know, nobody wants to list their house. I know that, mm -hmm. they know that, but, but what I, I would find myself in people's living rooms and I'd just say, well, I mean, there's a certain price that I could sell your house today. I mean, you know, at any, at any level, I mean, even if it's mm -hmm. a million dollar home, if there's a lot of value, you know, you can produce a cash offer today if it's, and if it's cheap enough, I mean, I'll buy it, you know, if, yeah. if it makes <laughs> enough sense. But, um, but what I would share with people is that basically, you know, based on, this, on the goals that you have, I'm afraid that the only necessary course of action that we have to take now would be to list it. And, you know, we can set a price that, you know, is going to make some, have some results in three months to six months, or, you know, maybe if we go too high out of the strike zone, we'll be sitting here six months from now or beyond, mm -hmm. you know, scratching our heads why it hasn't happened yet. But I think if you just come from a place of servitude and let them know that, you know, I don't want to really list your house either. And I've point blank told people that, that, you know, I'm not interested in listing your house. I'm interested to sell it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but and I can do that today at a certain price, but, um, you know, to accomplish your goals, I think we do need to get some proper marketing. We do need to list it and that's the next natural step and you know just and, and people usually respect that you know if you're just basically coming from a point of servitude where mm -hmm. you know you don't have a big agenda you're just trying to figure out what it is they're trying to do and, and help them you know get get to the end so absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely i think 
that's lost a lot in, yeah, this, in yeah. this industry, unfortunately. So um, a couple of silly questions and we can wrap <laughs> oh, up. So typical day in the life of Abigail downtown, oh. what time do you wake up? <laughs> My dog doesn't let me really sleep much past like 6, 6.30, yeah. um, which I love. Right, yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. If you ever need a routine, just get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're out and about, we're walking around, um, typically walk down through Burns Court and, mm -hmm. and Laurel Park, get to say hi to all of our nice. dog friends and whatnot. Yeah, um, sounds pleasant. Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> nice, honestly, especially with the weather now. Yeah. Um, then prospecting. Mm -hmm. um, typically in the afternoon, I will either go work out, depending on my energy levels or mm -hmm. what's going on for the day, um, or I'll pop over to my husband's office right here in Burns Court as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. um, help them a little bit with what's going on, see sure. if I can throw my hands in anything. Yeah. Afternoon is typically for appointments. Evening is for appointments. Um, since Crossfit. I've got the buyer's agent doing most of the showings, I don't really have to worry mm -hmm. too much about taking four to six hours out of my day. And to go prospecting again, is that a morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Okay. Or I'm sorry, morning. Okay. It's 100% morning. Mm -hmm. And then my follow-up has to be the afternoon. Got it. Because I've found, even though I'm a morning person, mm -hmm. not necessarily everybody is, especially right. in, in the retiring community of, sure. of Florida. Mm -hmm. So if I don't get them on the phone or mm -hmm. if I briefly get them on the phone and they're rushing the kids out the door to school, um, that's okay. I'll follow up with you at, at six o'clock tonight or eight o'clock tonight, whatever's best for you. And, and then that's when you can have mm -hmm. that follow-up up conversation yeah very good um any recent purchases of a hundred dollars or less that that has hmm. massively impacted your life massively impacted <laughs> my life good lord um let's see oh oh okay this is my chiropractor hmm. again i'm yeah. a nerd yeah. um i have learned so much about your nerves and your structural system and and especially as females with our 20 pound purses or yeah. you're carrying your kids backpacks or whatever for them yeah. just how over time you get out of alignment and it has remarkably changed my life so he adjusted me on monday yeah. and oh, i love it much better yes yeah very, yeah. <laughs> very good <laughs> well if we have customers watching or listening into the podcast now and they'd like to connect with you, what's the best way that they could reach you? Honestly, just directly. My okay. cell phone number, 941-713-1933. You can find me on basically any social media, except mm -hmm. for about Google+. Plus. Yeah, I eh. think. And, I mean, Veronica will tell me if you tweet me, and I really don't do much on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where do you engage most? Would you say Facebook? or? Oh, you know, Facebook had its days, didn't yeah. it? And... Um, I love Facebook because it allows me to connect with my family members of different generations. Yeah, that's true. And and my clients of different yeah. generations. But to be honest, yeah, I don't think people under thirty ever go on Facebook anymore. <gasps> no, and it's and it social media is so sad nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it is what you make it. It absolutely yeah. is what you make it. I do appreciate that on Instagram, I can choose to follow certain topics, people, mm -hmm. threads, mm -hmm. and and really filter out the rest, which is a pro and a con in some ways. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, if I had my way, if it wasn't for real estate, I would not be on social media. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can reach me there. And right. Right. <laughs> I'd much rather go take you for a cup of coffee or talk yeah. to you on the phone. I'm pretty old school. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll text you, but you'll definitely get three paragraphs because I just voice text to my phone yeah. like an 80-year-old. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, well, thank you so much for thank taking you. some time to share some of your insights, Abigail. And we're, like I said, you know, I think it's been, what, about two, three months now that since you've joined. Mm -hmm. But again, we want to welcome you to Preferred Shore and so delighted to have you on board with us. And uh, again, just thank you very much. And um, thank you all for joining us today. And uh, we'll get to speak with you again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.